right. Thank you for joining. And I always think this, especially when we're doing the NFL, but the greatest podcast of all times, especially when you're looking at the genre of true crime, right? We get into the nuts and bolts of true crime and we get into the nuts and bolts of the elements of true crime when it involves the horse racing industry and basically uncovered a murder uh, of Barry and Honey Sherman, billionaires, right? Uh, We've gone from macro to micro. Each podcast builds on the other, but this is a very deep and in-depth podcast. We have some tenants, right? I have two master's degrees in business, and this podcast will involve one of my clients. Can't say who my clients are, but I'll say his first name, Rich, who, relevant to the story that we're going to tell the podcast, network $50 million. He's one of the, my better, highest-paying clients. And Mike Christianisi was helping me in the finishing staging of the afterclose because that was a, a very... There's never a straight line in business. Business is always messy, right? So horse racing, true crime, and we always talk about the purpose of the outcome. Purpose in the outcome. Every podcast is a business meeting where we have a purpose and an outcome. So the purpose is to make me money. And we broke news because for the last few months, we've been opening up that we are as honest as Trevor Bauer, right? Trevor Bauer makes it clear to women and me as the president of the Orange County Diversity Council. Trevor Bauer makes it clear to women he does not want to marry women. He does not want to date women. All he wants to do is have sex with women. Now that he's suspended, we know that he likes to have rough sex with women. He makes that clear from the outset. That's why his accuser had sex with him two to three times before she never filed charges with the cops. She filed charges with Major League Baseball. So it is as it sounds, right? And again, especially for this podcast, we'll set the ground rules. 500% NFL. What does that mean? That after the NFL season, taking my business and financial concepts, and extrapolating it and connecting him to football, you had five times more money than what you started. Same percentages in college football, same percentages in college basketball. And we started the NBA finals three out of four, which is 75%. So when break even is 52%, what does that mean? We're making money. And the information that I use, not just me, I've gotten a lot of good information just this week on Twitter on how to do it. So this interact, right? So that's the purpose for me to make money and to be candid, to keep it as real as possible so we can have a good conversation because nobody else is doing it. To give you information you haven't gotten or can't get anywhere else. So the outcomes are that, that we both, you and I, make money and we learn insight into humanity. We do first aid, uh, first aid, uh, mental health kit, first aid 
financial kit. We talk about humanity. And again, the tenant of the podcast is horse racing, true crime. And especially in this podcast tonight, the truth is far more bizarre. You can't make it up than fiction. This story that we're going to tell you tonight, if it wasn't true, neither Mike Pristanisi and I would believe it. So before we get into the baseline of what facts and evidence is and what, where we're at, so you can piggyback on that. And thank you for growing the podcast. Thank you for telling your friends and neighbors and growing it. Man, it's amazing how many downloads we're getting and how many uh, sponsors are coming out, reaching out to us organically. So we're ecstatic about all that. But before we get into those details, we get into another item that's extremely relevant to this ridiculous story we got to tell you tonight. <laughs> so insane. But it gives you insight, right, into people on horse racing boards. Because this is horse racing, true crime. But you can't understand how to pick these horses at the high rate that we're picking on them if you don't understand the people, the dynamics, and the culture behind government boards and horse racing boards in particular. We're going to link him to the Lake Forest, California City Council and the TCA, which is some sort of toll roads, transit authority, horse racing board kind of makeup uh, full of corruption, right? And corruption, you can ask the folks in Flint, Michigan, right? Corruption in Hialeah, Florida, in Sunrise, Florida. You can't ask them, the building of those poor people in Sunrise, Florida, if corruption, local political corruption, is not a victimless crime. It is not a victimless crime. And very important point, it's going to be big tonight. If you're the smartest, toughest person in the room, right, you are in the wrong room. So to that point, I got Mike Prestonisi, known him pretty much a decade, probably a little more than a decade. Uh, he has a successful wife. He has a successful life. All his kids are successful and happy. He has great profitable, several profitable businesses. And he's a lot smarter and tougher than I can ever imagine to be. I'm just fortunate that he's gracious enough and generous enough to share with me. And we're sharing both of you with you. Thank you for joining us, Mike Christianisi. First thoughts before I lay down the ground rule and we get into this ridiculous story. One of the great ridiculous all-time stories that has every element you can think of. Well, thank you, Josh. What you said earlier is spot on. Unless the two of us, and I mean this for our viewers and our listeners, unless the two of us were actually where we were and what we went through, people would call us liars. They would say, you guys are trying to write a script to Hollywood to get paid a bunch of money that you made all this stuff up. I wouldn't believe it. No, guys, it's impossible. I wouldn't believe it. It's two I, guys that I didn't know right. that this was what happened. I wouldn't believe it. I'm like, come on, man. I would say the same thing. I would say, okay, so <laughs> you guys were talking about horse racing, true crime, talking about how the governing boards are, quote unquote, the arbiters of justice. And I say, quote unquote, because they're not. What they are is they're paid to basically say yes to these people, ignore that. Right. So tonight, 
I, what you said in the tee up is right on. This is a compilation of things we've worked on for what a couple of years now. And tonight is like the premier, <laughs> it's the premier story of how things happen, how they go south. So, how they go south, and you hit on a point, right? Justice and the law are distant cousins at best. And we're bringing out a great example of, I've learned it in this town, Lake Forest. Chief Valentine uh, prosecution, right? Selective prosecution. Okay. We're talking about selective prosecution. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, that's, and that's the theme of this. In this case, we have a guy who's in a wheelchair. Where's your red line for allowing crime of some guy who is in a wheelchair? This guy is in a wheelchair because it, actually I'm going to set up the story. And as I get to a point in the story, I'll stop and I'll have uh, Mike Pristinisi react, right? This is like last week. This is a reaction podcast. I'm going to give you information and he's going to react. I'm writing a title here because I had the wrong title because I'm so excited about this story. And we're going to make sure we have a write-up. So it's very, very, very comprehensive. We have uh, uh, references, links, people you can call, people you can talk to. This is as interactive, best true crime podcast ever. And, I tr- and you know, uh, it, 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 it's what it is. And it's genuine. And this is going to be a lot of fun for us. It's going to be a lot of fun for you. So I'm going to put the title as the crimes of city councilman Scott Forrest Gump Boyce. I'm actually going to play a video. And it's a video of longtime Lake Forest resident, a guy I've known, uh, I would say five, six years. And we have befriended each other on uh, our mutual disgust and our mutual. Uh, hatred for uh, the theft of taxpayers' money and being really disingenuous with people who advocate and work hard for democracy and for the common good, right? Uh, I'll play the video. And I'll give an explanation. And then after the explanation, I'll go ahead. And that's my dad in the background. That's my dad, 84-year-old dad who came here from Florida. And uh, he's appalled by the nonsense. He, all he could say all week was, who did uh, George Navarro think he was fooling? Right. Yeah. And why yeah. did 
the uh, investigation take from the FBI so long, right? Uh, that's all he could say last week. And he was like, what? Uh, yeah. Obviously, the FBI is paid, right, in this situation. Where's the FBI rep here, right? Uh, you need you need the FBI for Chola Gonzalez over there in uh, San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> All right? And uh, we need her for Scott Voice. So after this video, I'll give an explanation of who Scott Voice is. He's currently the corrupt uh, criminal mayor of Lake Forest. So we're going to react to this video. I'm going to share the screen. I'm going to react, and then Mike Christianese will give his opinion. .com for not mentioning an elementary school that they promised in their August 2019 PowerPoint to you, Mayor Voice, that you signed off on. I think I got the wrong oh, one. No, I got the right one. We'd like to know why your answer from June 15th, 2020 council meeting. Councilman Dewhurst is able to log in, but you have. Well, you have known from a doctor, you should have been present. I'll stop it right there. He's talking about um, Councilman Dewhurst. She refuses, and where's the FBI on this one? She refuses to advise the citizens who she married, and she's keeping the name of who she married. She had a kid with this guy. And she thinks that she's a private citizen and can hide all this information. Mm. So she thinks her name uh, is Nikki Matazari, Matazari, whatever she is, right? She's corrupt. She's compromised. She's taking campaign contributions from other city council members. So if somebody gives you $10,000, right, in your experience in life, uh, Mike Preston, if somebody gives you $10,000, uh, do most people give you $10,000 or have they ever given you or if you have you seen people in your 69 years of life give you $10,000 without having any strings attached? Not yet. <laughs> We're going to have a riot at this podcast because it's out of control. Where you are, people, we're going to make sure we publish it. We're going to have a video. We're going to have a podcast and we're going to have an article about this because come on, people, you've seen this pandemic, the city of Lake Forest with all the money. Didn't even give one mask to the hospital for the pandemic. Now, here we go. Take us. Andy O'Connor, Lake Forest, California. Electronically. We laugh not to cry. I love Lake Forest. I'll do anything for Lake Forest. I love Lake Forest. Can you explain to us why you sued the city under uh, Orange County Superior Court case number 30? Why you claim $550,000 against the taxpayers of Lake Forest for a leg injury at Pittsburgh Park? It's questionable. I gave the timeline here. September 2017, right there. Thomas Wheeler is aware of the issue. It took March 22nd, 2018 to, for you to break your leg. The same day the city awarded a contract for the repair. What a coincidence, Mayor. August 30th, 2018, you filed a claim to the city five months after your injury. On January 29th, 2019, you filed a lawsuit 10 months after the injury. This October 14th, a hearing was made for summary judgment in your favor. 
December 14th, 20th, notice of dismissal, the city paid you over $550,000. Now we know more. Injury that I don't think you sustained. Because he confessed later in the, in, the, in the meeting. We'll show it. He said that you told him over at Commerce Center, your leg injury is because your dog pulled you out of your wheelchair. But you changed the story that you tripped and a little small little divot in the concrete. And our city attorney hired a, a crap. All right. So that's perjury, right? That's perjury. That's criminal perjury. Todd Spitzer, where you're at, we need to put this man in cuffs and we need to charge him with felony perjury. And the city attorney needs to be charged with subordination of perjury. Knowingly, knowing somebody is lying to the court, right? Okay. I'm thinking of Russo, Russo at Bell, the city of Bell. And you're like, Josh, where is that route? Relevant because the city of Bell, their city attorney was BB and K. Who does Mal, the city attorney he just referenced to, work for? BB and K, the city of jail. And they're like, Josh, the city of Bell, the, the city attorney went to jail. The mayor went to jail. Right. Right. right? How does BB and K still get business? It has to be a mafioso racketeering central right criminal enterprise like the city of lake forest that andy o'connor will continue to detail as we move along so now you guys know what we're talking about this is going to be you're going to get hit 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 and it doesn't matter where you are anywhere around the country especially here in orange county they had who was the sheriff mike corona multiple felonies so the sheriff of orange county mike corona went to jail his infrastructure of mafia was still there and is relevant. Scott Voice, it's a Luca Brazzi, Force Gump of that mafia. That's why we can make him confess in this city council hearing. And that's why we, as citizens, will present. I'm going to file. But I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm not, I'll never tell the enemy what you're going to do. Exactly. But purpose and outcome. The outcome is. I'm a betting man, right? That makes 500% on NFL, makes 500% on college basketball, college football. And I would bet that Scott Voigt and Mal Richardson, the city attorney, will eventually get arrested and have handcuffs on him. Andy O'Connor, keep educating us. A crappy lawyer out of Irvine to represent the city never brought any witnesses in. Now, one witness, Bob could have told you. I could have told you. Jim Garvin could have told you. Randy Johns could have told you. Excuse me, man. Your time is up. He's illegally interrupting him. No, it's. Okay. Yeah, because he, he can't burst it. He can't control his emotions. The city council this lawsuit. So, the city attorney does not report. The mayor suing the city to the rest of the city council. Settlement. So boys, you have to come clean. And as a mandated reporter, insurance reporter, I have to report fraud, waste, and abuse. You, sir, committed fraud, waste, and abuse against your insurance carrier. 
Thank you. <laughs> How many crimes in detail will detail them here? Uh, watch this. Watch this. So now, now we'll have you write a list to react to, but he is where look look how these guys nicely they were. Look look what he's showing up. And it, he really uh, my wife's a psychotherapist for 17 years. This guy's deep depression. I really do think he's probably thinking about getting out of the skies and getting out the hell out of here, getting to Arizona. But when you are in a public place. Here I'm at home in my house and I have the American flag. For me, I dress like it's 4th of July every day. My person needs to know that. You can see my American flag pin for years. Mm-hmm. You, and I got to see if this might even be a misdemeanor. I got to mm-hmm. check it. But in a public session here and you cannot wear a hat. Take your hat off. Yes, the flag. Especially if you're presiding over the public meeting. Look at him. He has a hat and he refuses to take the hat off. Now, uh, he, he really looks weak at the end of this, at, at the end of uh, uh, him getting his, you know, lunch oh. handed to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even, I couldn't contain myself doing this. Andy Johnson, you know, the hat person. with the flag. Uh, you know, normally I get up here and stick to the topic. I don't focus on personalities generally up on the council. <laughs> but today I'm going to do that, Mr. Voice. Okay? Because you're the one that interrupted me just like you interrupted Andrew O'Connor. Just Illegally. Civil um, rights violation, I ACLU. Have, Where's the ACLU? 15 and 20 seconds left. On my public comment back on June 1st, item number 11 on the marijuana um uh, lab issue okay and you cut me short you interrupted me okay we have a right when we come up here by law to the full 30 seconds i sent you an email and i asked for an apology and you ignored me you did not get back to me that's the only reason i'm here today because apparently you have a real problem owning up to responsibility when you do things wrong sir and I expect an apology from you for what you did. You're interrupting me when I had time on the clock, and then I lost my train of thought, and I wasn't able to communicate what I wanted to. He does it to throw people That's off. That's a violation of Ralph M. Brown. And you never got back to me. Is that arrogance on your part? Is that the reason you don't, do, is that the reason you don't own up to your mistakes? Because of blatant arrogance? You're the mayor of Lake Forest, sir. You're supposed to be an example to the rest of the city. Don't laugh. This is not funny. You're supposed to be an example to the citizens of Lake Forest, and you're not. You're a scout law, and you avoid responsibility for the mistakes you make. Whether they're intentional or not, that's a completely different story, but it doesn't make any difference. Decent people apologize when they make mistakes, and especially a man in your position. When someone comes up here to make a public comment, you tell me my time was up when I still have like about 20 seconds left on the clock. And anybody can ascertain this by going back to that meeting on June 1st, looking at this little light here on on the microphone that starts blinking at 30 seconds, about 10 to 12 seconds after it starts blinking, that's when you interrupted me, sir. So there's no doubt about it who's in the wrong here. Why do you avoid responsibility as the mayor of Lake Forest? Shame on you. 
you ought to resign your seat and let Mr. Pangfenio take your position, okay? Because you're not, sir, you're not fit to be mayor of the city of Lake Forest. So, so. All right. So, this guy right here, uh, like the first podcast, and I encourage everybody to listen to each podcast because each podcast builds upon each other. And it's hundreds of years of knowledge between myself and Mike Persinisi. I'm 50, he's 69, all right? That's 119 years of successful living in expensive Southern California. And this guy, like Mike Gill said in our first podcast, when we talked about Penn National and how the judges are rigged, how the city council's rigged, how horse racing boards are rigged, he's part of the corruption. He is part of the corrupt, all right? But he's the Luca Brazzi. So he's seeing all these guys flying around, going to the Alps. Like uh, a theme of the podcast will be rich, my $50 million liquid cash clients, right? He's seeing all this money. He wants part of it, but he's not smart enough to be part of it. He has a high school diploma. He's the George Navarro of Lake Forest, right? He's, uh, you know, Luca Brazzi. Forrest Gump. Actually, Forrest Gump is giving him a little bit of credit, but so you can understand how he is. He stutters because his claim to fame is his original injury, which he continues to lie about, and it's a pattern. Another tenant of the podcast is wife being a therapist for 17 years, at my 50 years of life, at 69, Mike Pristanisi. 95% of people cannot change when it goes to the point of the last speaker because when you confront your feelings when you confront your mistakes it's humiliating it's embarrassing especially if you're a guy and his father knows best you're supposed to know especially if you're a guy like me with all these big time clients and i have all these big time degrees and i've had all these big time successes it's embarrassing so when you face and you confront your feelings, mm. and you read that book, Will, by G. Gordon Liddy. Yeah. Fight your feelings and fight your fears and your feel. It's a brutal, embarrassing, humiliating fight. So it's hard work learning from your mistakes. But we do it because we know the Hawthorne effect. Whatever you track and you measure, you improve its performance mm-hmm. by 20%. So when you can admit that you're wrong, when you can admit a mistake, it's not easy. It's easy to say. Hard and brutal to do. 95% of people cannot do it. So I'll get your reaction after I finish this story and I'll go fast. He's working for an illegal subcontractor that we just know as Miguel because they couldn't get the last name of the subcontractor because after his accident, he hightailed it to Mexico. And that's it. He hightailed it to Mexico. They don't know this guy. So his case, Scott Voice's case, went all the way to the California Supreme Court case, and he lost. The reason he lost was because they proved that he was drunk and high on a scaffolding you're only supposed to work on for one day. He worked on it. 
being the genius that he is, three days in a row, he shouldn't have been there. So you had illegal Mexicans who weren't trained underneath his scaffolding, blowing up dynamite. And dynamite dust got in his eyes, got disoriented, and he became handicapped from the waist down. And what happened in his Supreme Court case was that he wanted to sue the general contractor. So he became the president law that if you work from some illegal aliens, illegally cash, you're not even supposed to be there legally yourself. You can't sue the general uh, contractor if you become handicapped. And this comes to my point, right? Uh, And I go through this because we're going to have a link to his Supreme Court case where he originally became, we're thorough. You're, this is no CNN, man. This is no Fox News. This is not the media, Washington Post, New York Times. You're going to get old school reporting detail from the beginning with references. What does that mean? You're going to get a link to his case that went to the Supreme Court from A to Z in the episode notes. Right? So what happens? He becomes a bitter, handicapped man because he lost his lawsuit. And he's been living off the government, workers' comp claims uh forever so we'll stop there what are your thoughts i gave you a lot but i know you can handle a lot <laughs> my friends of bc right as we get you're not gonna believe the link of my person to this case very very near to his dart he's actually at the heart of this case <laughs> might be the central most important figure in this case after it's all said and done go ahead mike well the first the first blush is the viewers and the listeners are actually experiencing democracy in action. These people that spoke at the podium, and I encourage everybody listening and watching, for the love of God and everything sacred and holy, go do this. Go to a city council meeting. Go fill out the little slip. Get your three minutes and talk about something. In Be prepared, public. though. Research. Don't just go up there and talk. Do your homework. Right. So when you go there, and I've done this many times, so have you go there as a citizen saying, I have a concern, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. What are we going to do on it? Thank you very much. Now, you... And I'm going to follow up on it. This is on TV. This is recorded. We're going to follow up and we need to do this and tie it into taxpayer dollars because it's not a private enterprise. You basically voiced a concern as a citizen. You're not some wacko loony bin. You're not some goof nut. You're just a citizen saying, hey, I've never done this before. But this is democracy. I want to participate. You know what? Here's my concern. Now, what are you going to do about it? Right. Said, Josh, how do you follow up? What the one guy said, I followed you up with an email and probably gave you a phone call or text. Never got response. Why? Why should they respond? If if they're if they're corrupt, which most are, right. It's a waste of their time to respond to some citizen about some silly thing about cutting you off for 20 seconds or you said you want new parking signs put up. That's not silly and small stuff. That's how we live here in America. Right. We have the right to say, God, can't you guys fix the street on 9th Street? Can't you fix that big right. pothole? Right. So, and to watch to watch him with a ball cap, with the flag up there, under, right. underneath it says, in God we trust, it's a little bit tough to swallow. That's a hard pill to swallow. Right. He's supposed to be setting an example yep. to the kids, especially in this environment. And he's disrespecting the Pledge of Allegiance, disrespecting the United States of America. Now you say, Josh, why are you so emotional about this? 
Listen to the last podcast. Listen to my dad. Watch my dad walk in 1986. He was put in a communist Cuban concentration camp and put a gun to his head. And they said, hey, this is the day you're going to meet your maker because they had broken, like you'll see uh, voice break. I'm pulling it up where voice breaks. It gives us gold. I'm not going to tell you all the details of the gold he's giving us, you will see, right? Grab your popcorn. But he said, thank you, Lord. Please take care of my wife and kids. I'm coming to see you because he really does believe. He did not break. And that's why he's 87. You see him walking around there in California. Mm-hmm. And he lives in the Mecca of corruption where um, they would not prosecute Jeffrey Epstein because he was paying everybody. And now I'm remembering I got some money indirectly from Epstein. I didn't know it was just there was Epstein was paying so many law enforcement people and I knew people in law enforcement. There was so money, much money paying around. Some of it funneled to me unknowingly. Uh, and there's so much corruption, so many payoffs. I mean, uh, where he lives now, there's a restaurant uh, maybe three blocks down where my restaurant used to be. And I used to walk in and there would be it, I didn't even know who it was from or what it was it about or whatever. But there would be old school. Uh, we don't have them anymore, but grocery bags of paper, brown paper. And inside would be $50,000 cash. And the bums who got free food anyways, but the head mafia bum guy from the homeless population during that time said, hey, don't get any free food from Josh unless you pass out flyers for two hours or you help him open up. So I'm opening up with a homeless guy. He's looking at the back and he's like, man, I know you don't do any shady stuff. What is this $50,000 for? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to ask. Right. And it's funny uh, here in California, it's different, but in Florida, right. Uh, Cops don't pay for food. So it's always funny here in California, the last 12 years, I've seen cops come in and actually pay for their food. Mm-hmm. To show you how the corruption is. They're like, Josh, well, why didn't you charge them? If uh, I charged them, I wouldn't get the level of protection that I got. Right? Uh, level of attention that I got. If I did not um, follow the code, right? But again, uh, as our friends and neighbors, so sad in, in Surfside, have found out that level of corruption is not victimless. That's why him wearing that hat, basically he's saying, I don't give a flying uh, pencil about anything or anyone. It's so dangerous, right? And to to the point of the dangerous, we know now it makes sense, right? That he fought so vehemently against having school guards, right? And having mm-hmm. kids subject to sexual trafficking. It's something that I tell my clients, my, you know, for business concierge. 
why are you going to let a sex trafficking ring be more organized than your business? Right? And that's what he's doing. He, he wants to create chaos with voting down uh, Kids Factory, Mayor, which was $60 a, a month, right? Now 600 a month, shout after school care. Why? Because he wants more money for his fraudulent settlement that Andy told you about, all right? So here we're gonna watch Martin Henderson, who's gone back with him for and he um, hold his day job. Uh, fries him, right? Fries this the Scott Voigt's character, and Scott Voigt makes an admission, right? Because at the beginning of the million, and I'll stop you here. And there's a lot going on here. There is a lot going on here, and I'm actually going to pull up another villager so you know. So. Scott Voice earlier in the meeting said to Andy before that he had no idea what lawsuit Andy was talking about. There was no lawsuit. That Andy was getting confused about when he got stardust in his eyes when he was drunk and high on a scaffolding for three days. Right. And let me know. I'll stop here and you let me know before we get to Martin. I've actually been in that situation in college before I got the job dispatching trucks at AAA where you go to a day labor thing and things aren't right. I'm like, okay, I'm going home, right? Because things aren't right and I'm going to get killed. Or this happened to me also. I went to a day labor job and they said, hey, do you know how to drive a forklift? Like, no, I never driven a forklift in my life. Oh, we'll teach you. I'm like, no, man, come on, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not driving a forklift today for whatever, 15 bucks an hour, whatever you guys pay me, because I don't know how to do that. And it's a sandy thing going up a hill or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he's responsible for going on. I'm not going on. Just reading this case now, I know this. I'm not going on. A scaffolding is only good for one day, right? He went on it three days in a row. Uh, drunk and high, right? On drugs. All right. And then he went on a big settlement. He's still fighting about it. And, uh, what? Whatever. 40 years later. All right. So let's listen to Martin Henderson as he gets uh, Scott Voice to make an admission and further our cause and uh, putting him behind bars. Truth is stranger than fiction. And then after that, we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of the craziness of this lawsuit. So Martin Henderson. And uh, they're saying his name wrong on purpose. I hit the wrong thing, but I'll get back to him quick. They're saying his name wrong on purpose to throw him off his game. There's mm -hmm. an orchestration, and I'll show you a couple of videos between the city clerk and everybody else. So here we go. Final speaker is, is it, I'm sorry, is it Mervin? She knows his Martin. Martin, thank you. And before the uh, uh, the uh, my time starts, I'm wondering if Keith or Mal can answer a question for me. Uh, I'm going to speak about the uh, lawsuit that uh, Mr. Voigt filed against the city, 
And to my knowledge, there has been no public record of it. And I'm wondering what the terms of that lawsuit were and what the results were. Because as I speak, I would like to, uh, uh, I'd like to speak factually. Your time started. Acting dumb. You're speaking publicly right now. You should have gone to Dias then. I just asked for clarification. So, do you want not want to give me clarification? Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I, he's not clarifying. I'm asking you. <laughs> you're in charge of me, but I'm asking. Oh, uh, he's not clarifying. So, what's your time has started? If you give like okay, so you don't want you don't want them to tell us what the terms of the what the terms of the lawsuit were. Is that the people's money's taxpayers' money? Yes, that's what to know. Not terms private. Of terms of the lawsuit that you filed against the city. Oh, there's a lawsuit. Woo. Yes, there is. Liar. Well, you're taking up my time. You're taking up my turn. Fine. Let's go. My understanding is this: is that you filed a lawsuit against the city, claiming that you were so mentally, emotionally, and physically shattered that you could no longer work. And you sued the city for an undisclosed amount of money for future lost wages. You also sued the city because you claimed that you were so physically, emotionally, and mentally shattered that you couldn't engage in social activities with your wife and other people. Sex, right? He's always now, said he can't have sex. can't do that. Now he's suing because he, he can't, can't have sex. can't the, the, the pressures and the stress of working your day job. How in the world are we to expect that you can withstand the pressures of the night job of doing this thing here? Because you're responsible for the public safety of 86,000 people. You're responsible for the, the, the finances of millions and millions of dollars that these people pay to you guys. So I expect a response tonight I expect an answer on behalf of 86,000 people of why we should believe that you are competent and capable of performing as a city councilman when you publicly declared in a court of law that you were not, that you were looking for money. The root of all these. We deserve to know. And I know how this plays out, Scott. I'm going to walk away and you're going to say next. Well, I'll tell you what. Every councilman up here needs to ask the same question of him because your constituents deserve to know. 86,000 people deserve to know. Everybody in here deserves to know why he's competent to hold that job, but he's not competent enough to hold his day job. Everybody deserves an answer, a response, or a resignation. My time is up. Thank you. He's got. $550,000, the insurance company sued the city. Okay, you know, okay, Coach Mike, you got it right there. Where we got the $550,000 from is from the lawsuit, dummy, that you settled. Dummy, you're wearing a hat with a flag on, you Luca Brasi, Forrest Gump, criminal, and I will not rest until this man is behind bars. Mm -hmm. And that was... Basically, it. So, oh, all right. There you go. He keeps lying. He can't stop himself from lying. And he's like George Navarro. It's the demon of George Navarro, where he thinks he's fooling everybody and he's fooling no one, not even himself. Fixed up with my. My personal injury from my construction exit, that was far more than a million dollars. And so, where you made me. Again. Line number two, we have to document and we'll put in the episode notes. He lost 
the lawsuit. He didn't, he wished he would have gotten a million dollars. He didn't get shit. <laughs> No, it's getting mixed up. You're just a loser. Can't learn from his mistakes. Now, I haven't lost. My person easy hasn't lost because we've learned from our, your mistakes. You're a loser and you lose when you're a guy like Scott Voigt, right? Who does not learn from his mistakes, right? So let's bring in another element now. And I think this is a good time to segue into it. Right. When you're talking about crimes, they're all obviously true crimes. And right. And these are the guys that are on boards. Scott Boyce is on the tr horse racing true crime horse racing boards. Same guy, same breed, same inability to learn from their mistake, same pathology, same light. And we're going to put... Um, Social personality disorder again, so people can read what it what it what it says. Actually, I'm gonna pull it up and read it. Yeah, yeah. Now, now to add to that, coach, before you respond, and I'm giving you a lot of information, but that's the reason you're on the podcast because you know how to handle a lot of information. You, I just gave you this lawsuit, and you had more insight than anybody could ever have right away. So as he was stalking, right. What is this guy doing, right? We're talking about our friend, criminal uh, city attorney, Mal Richardson from BBK. Remember, BBK, you can't make this stuff up. Can you make this stuff up, Mike Prestonisi? No, this I man's law firm It's also the law firm of the city of Bell that everybody's in jail and Russo was giving him a million dollars salary. So this is him, right? And that's Scott Voice talking. What's he doing? Is this a baseball signal here? And I'll play it three times. And what's he telling Scott Voice? Okay, here we go. Here we go, right? He acts like he's talking his nose. Right? Right? <laughs> what is that? Is that a baseball signal run? Let's play it in real time. <laughs> play it again. On the signals? <laughs> Look at him! Look at, look at the guy next door. <laughs> He's like, "How do I get out of this?" I like Keith. Keith, where I'm not. When I when I start, uh, I can't even say what I'm going to start. But Keith, you're not in it because I know Keith is watching. As long as you're not part of the corruption and the part of the corrupt Keith, you can get away with it. But look at this guy. Uh all right. What is this? We're going to talk about mafia signals. One, two. Three, right? It, 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 to be honest, Coach, I would have noticed that if I hadn't gone to so many baseball games and seen the third base coach and the manager and everybody else keeps saying. Your reaction, Mike Christie's. You were born that day, but you were not born yesterday, Mike Christie. I was born tonight, but not last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what's what's sad to me, and I mean this for our viewers and listeners, and I hope it resonates. What's sad for me is that there is a pathology where people start believing things so much so that that lie becomes their truth. That lie becomes their mantra and that lie becomes their move forward. And they seem so believable and they seem so committed to it that people say, gosh, you know, Josh, I, I think he's telling the truth. Well, let's give him a lie detector test then because 
Well, not- the other part of it is the whole um, if you, the the white the White Sox scandal in nineteen nineteen, where you had uh, shoeless Joe Jackson, who was deaf and mute, right, and he was not part of the corruption or the corrupt. He batted almost 400 in that series. And one of the guys, you know, when they found out about the corruption, they found out that the World Series was rigged. They said, say it ain't so, Joe. Joe. Say it ain't so. So the man's in a wheelchair for life. He uses it to inspire sympathy. Todd Spitzer, the DA, Don Wagner, who um, was on the uh, state assembly. He's now the disgraced, the embarrassment in District 2, Orange County, has employed uh, Scott Voigt. But the plot thickens, right? Uh, I was hired by a woman who won a settlement, because this is part of it. Woman part of settlement when Scott Voice sexually and physically uh, assaulted her. It was her roads for me, and then she got a settlement with a lawyer that I referred to her, right? So this mm-hmm. is not, and if we're at, did I go through my evidence thing? Okay, what, what are facts, right? Mm-hmm. We just speak facts here. Facts is something you can prove to be true. How do you prove things? Video, like we're proving it today which is the best form of evidence in my opinion, but I'm not a lawyer, but I have won 26 consecutive personal trials and I've won trials and settlements for that guy, Mike Prisanisi, where Rich, Rich, they were getting to that story. Uh, That's the best form of evidence with corroboration in context we're giving to you now. Then you have contemporaneous documentation. So right now I can send you the I can send uh, Mike Prasinisi, him and I have a confidentiality agreement, done business for many, many years. I can send him an email with the introduction email between the woman who was assaulted by Scott Voigt, sexually assaulted, and the lawyer. That's contemporaneous documentation. Then you have eyewitness testimony. The other element that we have, right? People, witnesses, multiple people witnessing him saying that he got pulled by a dog. He broke his leg. Not what he wrote to the court. You cannot write knowingly false statements to the court. Now, Mal is in a pickle now. He's not as public. He has to do something or he's continuing the subordination of perch. Right. Right. Who can enforce this? Todd Spitzer, who's who's with the, see, the problem with Todd Spitzer, he was part of the transit authority, another board that Michelle, this lady is extremely talented, will tell you in detail what that board is. But I'll stop now. What is your reaction uh, to that. Now, the thing about it's not an accusation. I'm just telling you exactly what happened. Woman comes to me and says, Josh, uh, Scott Boyce pinned me to the wall. He fondles me. He threatens me. And he gets physical with me. Right? And I'll, and I'll put
put uh let's yeah uh was gonna put the video but i'll let it go so that's what she tells me i hook her up with a an attorney that we won settlements over a million dollars with that's what i know and then i know that our about 10 other women have accused the man of the same thing and you're like josh how's this man free how's he presiding over this meeting with a baseball cat because he doesn't give a damn because he keeps getting away with his things and the two themes of the podcast right uh justice and the law are distant cousins at best and great examples we move forward with horse racing true crime about selective prosecution which means that the people in power can pick and choose who they want to prosecute. Logic, morality, ethics has absolutely nothing to do with about 80% of the time. Mike Prisinese. So I think we're going to transition or segue into this idea of being disabled because I've been doing this now for 17 years. I'm not an attorney. I'm not practicing. No, but you're the mastermind behind ADA compliance team, a successful ADA firm. You guys not only construct, but you guys are 360. You guys do the construction. And key to this podcast, and key to this story, key to this lawsuit, key to this million-dollar payout is a CASP inspector. So say what you're going to say, and then tell us what a CASP inspector is, because now Tom Wheeler the parks and services or the construction guy for the city comes into play. And I'll give you a bio on Tom Wheeler. And we'll talk about the transit authority. Actually, Michelle's going to do a better job than what I could do. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I was just going to say, when you get into, and my wife has been disabled since 1993. So I'm okay. close to this, right? As a caregiver and obviously in working in the industry. So what happened was, you mentioned Tom Wheeler. You, you and I were in a restaurant in Dana Point. I don't know, a couple three years. And it gets into sports betting. I'll strike the lead into sports betting. Well, it does. We were talking about. I think we were talking about some business consulting. The the one case you're working on, big case. And I had mentioned you in passing. I said, by the way, Josh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm heavily involved in my ADA consulting business. And all of a sudden, a light bulb went off in your head and you said, oh, you need to talk to Tom Wheeler. We need to get our CASP inspector to do some work, some inspections and some bidding to correct. I think we said sidewalk cement. We, we actually talked almost verbatim about what this case is about. And we talked at the meeting was Jason James. And Jason James said, I'm an expert in parks. Mm hmm. ADA James is the CASP inspector. CASP, C A S, small p, certified access specialist. Just for like ADA. for ADA, just like this gal. What's her name? Uh, Janice Kent, who's both an architect. Janice Kent's on that Scott Voice lawsuit. She's on the lawsuit. So, but anyway, the funny thing was, as you were talking, I'm reliving that conversation up there in the restaurant, and it's like what we tried to do, and I use the the phrase "tried to do." was to get in touch with Thomas Wheeler, walk him through some things, some of the basic costs, how we would do it initially, 
and the inspections, and then what we do in terms of follow-up to get ADA savvy subcontractors to bid the work, or as the city of Lake Forest, he would do public works and, or some combination. Well, we never got past about square one or two because it never went anywhere. Well, this and, is what happened. This is what happened, right? Yeah. We're sitting there with Jason James because you're like, okay, get this guy, help this guy get business, this and that. He says, I'm an expert in parks. Now, it was a dual meaning because one thing people don't get about capitalism is that capitalism was what Mike and President Easy and I are doing now, which is collaborating. Another kind of collaboration we saw with Mal and she said right. great with all these signals and stuff. So I was there because I, I needed some help and guidance and to think through closing down a deal with a person who has $50 million cash liquid. Mm-hmm. And there's another podcast and I'll put the link to the podcast, how I closed that deal. And the way I closed that deal was because the shady, it was two Hebrews and the shady Hebrew was putting down, he was got intimidated by me. And uh, he did a little research and said, whoa, we got to get this guy, Josh, out of this. Mm-hmm. So he pulled the Hebrew card. I only work with Gentiles, not Hebrews. So long story short, um, I'm driving down the five, listening to Scott Kaplan. One of the biggest fans of the podcast. He's on ESPN 710 LA. He's like talking about uh, Ishmael, who was on the Jewish All-American team. But Ishmael wasn't Jewish. He just, the last name was Ishmael or Steve Israel. And Israel was on the All-American Jewish team, even though he wasn't Jewish. I'm like, okay. So I sent the guy an email. And I say, hey, my name is Josh Abner. Just tell him that. Don't tell him anything else. And then I close that. And uh, here we are, $300,000 later in counting because we live in the richest country of the whole world. So that mm-hmm. happened in that meeting with Jason James, who's an expert on ADA and inspector for parks and cracks in parks, which is central to this case. And we connect Mike Pristanisi with Tom Wheeler. So let me ask you this. If Tom Wheeler would have gotten Jason James, who we begged him to use on this park right before it happened, almost like a God thing. God send us to Tom Wheeler, right? A Casper sector and would have saved the citizens of uh, Lake Forest a million dollars plus. Probably. I mean, pure insanity. If we, if we would have, as I recall, some of the conversation, it was vague, and he was being... No, we, we said, and I told you to tell him, I yes. think I even wrote, I'm going to look up the name. If you don't get a cast inspector, some guy can come with a wheel and tell the people the story about the ADA wheelchair guy. He goes in a wheelchair to all these places and sues places. He's on a wheelchair. I think the guy's disabled. He might not be. Uh, but he goes in a wheelchair and he sues. So we, in our mind, it was that guy. Maybe God was giving us a vision of what was going to go down. We thought this guy with a wheelchair was going to go to a park in Lake Forest and sue the city for a million dollars. <laughs> we told him that. That's why truth is a lot more stranger than fiction. But the thing is, when in- and if you weren't my witness of me saying that, nobody would ever believe. You wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. Nobody would believe it. I- 
when we, okay, so as I recall some of the conversation, I, I think we talked about their process. What is your process? How do you vet new vendors? Right. And I believe at the time you had known Tom Wheeler, you talked to him, you said, I want to introduce you to Mike Prestige. He's part of our team, part of, in essence, we were part of a minority contracting team to come to him to help him. And he was amenable to it. He said, yeah. And I said, well, do you have inspectors you're using at the moment? And I believe he said the city has somebody or some government answer, right? Right. Said, well, from what I've seen and what I've heard, and like most cities in California, there's a lot of concrete with a lot of upheaval in it because of the earthquakes and so on. So if you get more than a quarter inch upheaval, Josh, you're in trouble with someone in a wheelchair. It's just affordable. And so I said, I would assume, and I hate to use that word, but I said, Tom, I would assume you probably have, I don't know, let's just say 50 places in Lake Forest that need an inspection because it's an accessible route for the disabled, a path of travel, if you will. And you probably need us to inspect that and then provide you a scope of work and or subcontractors to bid the work. And it didn't go much further than that. And I told you, we need to follow up. I said, Josh, you got to get a hold of Tom. He's not getting back to me. Nothing happened. It died. Now, for the viewers and listeners, okay, when you're in the sales arena, follow-up is the key. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this book, so help me God. I'm going to finish this book, follow-up. And we followed up, and, we fo and it just died a natural death. So fast forward, you're telling me about this. I don't want to force it at anything. Uh, what would have been the fix from what you saw, because you've seen the lawsuit, you've seen the crack, probably the way you presented it, you probably would have gotten a federal grant for it because it would have been a minority-owned firm. It would have fixed the problem. It would have been paid by the PEDS. Now, part of the conversation was that Tom Wheeler, right? Tom Wheeler, Saddleback guy, uh, Rick Warren, purpose-driven life. Purpose -driven Podcast life. always has a purpose in an outcome he went to rwanda right and sacrificed his life yes in rwanda he comes back and uh there were some discussions in place and i said hey tom wheeler's discretionary and i asked him how he's used his discretion now it's about fifty thousand dollars right right and what would have happened just to let you know and if a listener or viewers is interested Generally speaking, an inspection can cost anywhere from, you know, a few hundred dollars to a few thousand. Now, once the inspection is done on site, we measure, we take photographs, we compile it, we send a report with all the citations saying, here's what you have to address. And if you need help with that, just get a hold of us and we'll help you walk you through it. That's not rocket science. That doesn't require a PhD. It doesn't require yeah. any kind of legal training. It's like, oh, it's that simple. It's kind of like when you learn to ride a bike. You really never forget, right? It's that simple. It's like chewing gum. And we did it in a business way. We did it very politely. And we did it with the heart of taxpayer advocacy. Yes. Before we do anything. We've been doing that since day one. Ten years we know each other. We've been successful in life. We've got our bills paid. We've invested well. And one of the things that bothers us, right, is that taxpayers' money is not like private enterprise. This is the people's money. Right. There's no way I could be as successful as I am if I wasn't in the United States of America, the richest country in the world. 
and the mm -hmm. richest state in the world. So I'm very, I just get very, very upset when taxpayers' money is stolen and mismanaged, like the TCA, the Transit Authority, right? Mm -hmm. This huge Correct. part of that, okay? Uh, before we get into the lawsuit, we're going to talk about the TCA as it all kind of rolls in together. And um, I'm going to play this video. And it's going to be Michelle. And this Michelle in this video, um, I've known her for a while, messaging her mm -hmm. and uh, following uh, as she fights the corruption in the TCA. Uh, it's the same people involved in the Scott Voigt's mafia, your Todd Spitzer, Don Wagner, uh, developers, the whole gang, the whole mafia gang, five families, New York style. And what she did was phenomenal because what they were trying to do was throw her off her game. They constantly did objections like they did in court. Matt was going crazy with the signals we showed you. Man, this is a great podcast. Man, we're showing you, giving you layers and giving you some insight. You will not get anywhere else. And she kept her composure. And she delivered the message in a phenomenal way. And she gave a lot of information that we're going to break down now. Yes. Take it away, Michelle. We wouldn't even turn the microphone on. I'm a powerful woman. Yeah. Do we have time? Michelle, could I ask you to hold your comments till the timer starts, please? Thank you. Throw off number one. I don't have that information. Okay. So no, keep coming out. To construct the two toll road systems, pay down the bonds, and go away. So, what's the true cost of the TCA right now? And how many grand jury reports is it going to take before they start winding up? Um, I appreciate that some people in Lake Forest don't want the toll roads to ever be free, but there's many families who have been hit with the development impact fees. Um, my family included from 15 years ago, we'll spend an extra 16 to 22,000 in our 30 year mortgage to pay for the initial development impact fee that was assessed to our home. This not only drives up the cost of housing, in our county, but the cost of doing business. And to the council member who just spoke, if you don't want there to be so much traffic, then you guys need to work with the county and start getting some of this high density building under control because we're all going to be choked into congestion if that keeps going on. But anyways, interruption number three. Okay, that was so rude. Anyway, the cost of the toll roads, Caltrans, our tax dollars pay to maintain the toll system. Uh, for the last 10 years, Caltrans has provided that it's been over a million dollars per toll road, over a million dollars for the 241. They're getting SB1 funds as well, which was supposed to only be for fix it. Over a million dollars for the 73, over a million dollars for the 261, over a million dollars for the uh, 133. So there's our tax dollars being used for a road that increases the tolls annually by 2%, as well as the development impact fees. If they were increased 2% at this last board meeting last month at the toll roads, despite they didn't even need the money. I am sorry, we have Orange County Transportation Authority, who has access to Measure M2 funds, which is our self-imposed local transportation tax, certainly able to address mobility and doing projects to increase mobility in the county. The TCA is a redundant agency. They are fraught with mismanagement and waste. The lobbyists and consultants all seem to donate to the same 
political action campaigns, or there's a nonprofit that has a political action campaign, and then uh, the board of the TCA board is funded. We have countless examples of that. Um, you know, the promise of the agency was to pay down the bonds, and I don't believe in breaking promises. Our entire state is going to, you know, wearing a handbasket, and if we can't even clean up local, there's no chance for taxpayers in this state. It's just going, the debt at the TCA is going the wrong direction. There's been three grand jury reports now. One said that the TCA as a JBA holds 64% of the county JPA debt and could be detrimental not only for our county, but for the state. The last two have just perhaps pointed out many other significant problems. So I guess we're asking, you know, the city of St. Clement is pulled out of the Joint Powers Authority. We've heard that other cities are considering doing the same. I would ask you, uh, Mayor Voigt, to really just start saying no instead of yes for budgets. Interruption number five. I, I will take that up. Um, and I've actually um, been told by them that um, if the TCA was to dissolve, the state of California and Caltrans would take it over and continue to toll. So that's what they're telling some of the board members. And it would be very interesting to see where that authority comes from. Wait a second, let me get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've actually um, been told by them that um, if the TCA was to dissolve, the state of California and Caltrans would take it over and continue to toll. So that's what they're telling some of the board members. And it would be very interesting to see where that authority comes from because the director of Caltrans has nothing to that effect, nor has it been agreed to, but we've seen it in an article recently that's highly concerning because it's not what the deal was All for taxpayers. And, and we will fight the tolls indefinitely. So. Thank you. Very good. Next speaker regarding that. All right, so then there she goes again, right? Uh, Nikki Dimwit, the lady who's hiding her husband and who she's married to. All right, she's hiding it and she's trying to argue with Michelle. There was a lot there that I'll go into detail and I'll get your reaction. But what's your initial reaction? Well. Like I would tell any viewer or listener, when you go to that dais, okay, this woman was prepared. She knew names. She knew facts. She was interrupted multiple times to take her off her game, and she just stayed right on point. Exactly. Great life lesson. Here's a, you took the words on. Here's a great life lesson. When you have a point to make, stay on point. Somebody calls you a name. They call you a liar. They curse at you. They spit at you. Stay on point. Stay on point. Anticipated, right? It's almost like the kid at Wall Street with the dad. He, he goes, uh, Dad, uh, you know, the dad says, how was your first day at Wall Street? He's like, well, Dad, it seemed like everybody was out to get me. And the dad says, no, it didn't seem like everybody was going out to get you. Everybody was out to get you. <laughs> That's, correct. Yeah, that's correct. You you mentioned the uh, attorney in the wheelchair, the black uh, wheelchair-bound attorney, uh, Theodore Pinnock, from years Theodore ago. Theodore Pinnock. We'll get links to articles with him. Okay, here. now. Now, just to give your listeners and viewers some background, he went to the city of Julian. Now, he's wheelchair-bound. He's right. a black ADA attorney. He went to the city of Julian. He said, I'm going to sue a lot of you because this place is not ADA compliant. And the city of Julian had a collective stroke, right? Literally. They right. busted him out. Bottom line was he won in court, right? Right. Fast forward a couple of years after that, a lady who was one of the people objecting loudly because she owned a pie shop. God, guess what? Julian, she had a pie shop. She got, she got in a car accident and became disabled. Guess what? Can you can you use the term paradigm shift? 
her whole world shifted because she couldn't get around her lovely town of Julian because now she's disabled. She has to use a wheelchair and it flipped her. And all of a sudden people started realizing, hey, this ADA law in California better pay attention because otherwise I'm going to get sued. Right. You can have Scott Voigt's, you can have Pinnick going to every single place, falling on purpose and suing until somebody stops. The guy's the mayor of a town and he sues the town that he's mayor of with this ADA uh, scam going on, right? They we're going to stop here in Lake Forest. But who's going to stop it somewhere else? Who even cares? We're doing horse racing, true crime, Scott Voigt's, right? But if you own a business, you better care. <laughs> right? well, Scott Voigt represents the governing authorities. This is what is... So he sued himself, right? He's, well, in essence, he's suing the taxpayers to say, look, you owe me a million dollars, and I'm going to lead you people down the primrose path. I hope the people of Lake Forest are listening and waking up going, we voted for this guy? <laughs> okay. Defending you. Right. That's no, no, pure insanity. All right. So let's break down her statement, right? Okay. Uh, waste. Right. In, in, Wait. Incest is what comes down to, right? Waste. Mm -hmm. So the board is paying himself all this money. Of course, Scott Voigt is on the board. Todd Spitzer, the DA, has been on the board. Wagner, a whole cast of criminals that are getting away with their crimes because of selective prosecution. And then racketeering. Josh, what do you say about racketeering? I'm going to put the link uh, to one of your favorite places, Detroit, GM, <laughs> and an insurance company that got prosecuted for felony racketeering. Mm -hmm. And the racketeering that it's involved, they're doing the same racketeering. So what happened in Detroit was that, uh, and Michelle referenced it, it's political nonprofits. So political nonprofits can uh, uh, contribute campaign contributions as long as they are not uh, involved in it, right? As long as not directly involved. So what happened was that uh, the insurance company and the automaker were involved in a case and they set up a political nonprofit that guess what? Made, uh, right? If it wasn't, nobody would ever believe this if it wasn't true, that they paid for, camp, they, did, they executed, I can't even say it because it's so ridiculous. They gave campaign contributions to the judge presiding on their case through a political nonprofit. So here, what they're doing is racketeering and money laundering, right? Let's use Scott Voigt's for an example to say, well, he's cheap, so he doesn't belong to these spaces, or he just doesn't have the money. Uh, the, um, the club in, uh, Orange County, right, where Matt Gates was just making a speech at the Lincoln Club. Lincoln Club, yeah. And we got a, 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 a city councilman um, that 
you know, it was like 600,000 he spent on his campaign between different contributions from the Toll Brothers, which let's say the Toll Brothers are part of it. They contribute to the Lincoln Club. Then the Lincoln Club gives money to Scott Voigt's, that guy, Andrew Hamilton. They give them money. Then they vote in their favor. He mentioned Caltrans, right? Uh, that's also part of the conjecture. Caltrans. And then um, you have Caltrans that I have direct evidence of hearing from the horse's mouth. And then Calsters. Mm -hmm. So Calsters, Caltrans, they amass uh, billions of billions of dollars. Calsters is a hedge fund, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I was engaged to a girl whose dad ran a billion dollar hedge fund. It's mm -hmm. relevant to this conversation. The Colorado state pension fund mm -hmm. so what they do the pension guy goes around and says hey i'll invest a billion dollars of other people's money but i got many choices to invest so unless you give me ten thousand dollars cash i'm not gonna do it mm -hmm. so when he says caltrans i'm like oh i remember that trans cash transaction that i have direct evidence of with caltrans choosing certain investments and then getting cows back and also cal stars so, of course, Scott Foch is going to mention Caltrans a couple of times. They're going to take over the toll roads that they saw the TCA, some sort of veil mafioso threat that he was told in a Luca Brasi type of way. So we like going macro to micro. So after we do this macro TCA thing, we're going to get uh, micro to the nuts and bolts of the Scott Voigt's case. So what's happening? Flint, Michigan is happening, where... So much money is being mismanaged, right? Mm -hmm. That Orange County is probably going to go bankrupt again. You're like, what? Orange County, Newport Beach? That, that place with all that money, they went bankrupt. Why? Because of what we are talking about. Okay? Sure. It's going to happen again. And what happens? What happens is the kids factor. Where you're paying $60 for aftercare. Now it's $600 a month. Specifically, what happens? Your school crossing guards will no longer be there, making it easier for sex traffickers to scout your kids and approaching them without a buffer of school guards. That's what we're talking about. That's the result of the corruption of Scott Floyd. It's very, very specific, very, very real. That's what Michelle's talking about. She talks about $16,000. She's paying more on her mortgage because of this corruption. Local political corruption is not a victimless crime. crime. And what we're talking about now, not a victim. So before I play the, the last video and then we get to the nuts and bolts, the Scott Voice case, what are your react? what's your reaction, Micro Scenes? Well, to circle back a little bit, Okay, remember how the government works when it comes to jobs being bid, all right? right. And always say, A, you have to go through 7 million pages of paperwork, pay a bunch of fees to quote-unquote qualify to be on the list, okay? I'm talking from experience now. Once you're on right. the list, you're right. qualified to bid a job, you get right. an RFP or an RFQ, request right. for a quote, request for a proposal. 
Right. Most of the time in government jobs, they're looking for specifically minority contractors. Okay. I have no problem with that. Asterisk footnote, as long as they're qualified minority contractors. Right. Working with minority contractors for a number of years, and most of them end up getting in over their head. A lot of right. times, I can do this, Coach Mike. I can bid this job. Or the skis. It's a million three. What's the largest job you've done? Well, 320,000. This is four times that. Do you know how to man up with staff and working capital? And the answer is no, no, and no, and no. So what happens is the government says in all of its paperwork, here's how you can bid this job, Josh. You can only bid so much. There's only so much profit. There's only so much overhead. And the lowest bid is going to win. And by the way, we have a 37-page contract from our attorneys to make sure if you make a mistake on Friday at 2 o'clock, you're not going to get paid for a year and a half. I'm just telling you people, that's how it works. So when people come to me and say, Coach Mike, I want to get involved in government contracting, I say, don't. Okay, please don't. Stay in private business. Government contracting, you have to become an attorney, literally, Josh. You have to be an attorney to read through a 32-page contract. And on page 29 and about paragraph 3, if you don't make all these bid dates and all this, you will not get paid. It says basically that. And people say, well, that's that's not that's the government. I say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the government. So I don't, I have a built-in mistrust of the system because systemically it's corrupt. It's, right. it's and it's not systemic racism, it's systemic corruption. <laughs> right. And, and that's the thing, right? Uh yes, there is systemic racism, hundred percent, but it's part of systemic corruption and systemic apathy, apathy, right? The people aren't listening and paying attention how they're slowly getting conned and robbed by stupid people like voice because a lot of these people can take the money and run. Todd Spitzer has all the money. He loses his next election. He goes, he has fun. He's made a lot of money. Same thing for Don Wagner. Luca Brasi Voits in a wheelchair, not so much. Why? Because he commits financial mistakes. He doesn't listen to our financial first aid kids. Mm. He has right. mortgaged his house for the five last five years. And you go in front of his house, and I'll pull up the picture. He has uh, two Mercedes SUVs. So he has three Mercedes SUVs. And we know that when you buy a car, right? It loses its value right when you drive it off the lot. So he doesn't know how to invest, right? He doesn't have a high school diploma, right? And it reminds me of uh, Turner Construction, the Bill Sulfite Stadium for the Rams. I went in there with uh, minorities that they gave me all the, those contracts with, and these minorities were a little up from the one my president is talking about, right? right. Give him the old speech of, if you're the smartest, toughest person, in the room, you are in the wrong room. And what are you going to do after it? Turner Construction gives you all this money. Don't buy a car. A brand new truck. Don't a brand that. new Don't brand think new of how are you going to get the next? Well, a lot of them says, no, this is the biggest deal I'm going to get. Oh, do you get small deals? Yeah, you got the big deal. There's this thing called four-letter word, right? It starts with an S. And it says save, 
and do it, that's more than inflation, right? So that's how, you know, we started with this turn of construction people who got these huge millions of dollar bills. Uh, Scott Voice didn't get the memo. What did Scott Voice do? And I'm going to pull it up right now, show you the picture of his stupidity. So you're letting the stupid guy, I'm telling you how stupid he is. And you're letting him make, steal taxpayers' money so an after-school program, instead of being, right, instead of being $60, is now $600. And now you better give your kid some mace, some karate classes mm. to fight out this guy from the sex trafficking ring because he's not going to get help from school crossing by because your guy, Scott Voice, would again. How, I don't even know how you can even do this. How can you, and it really upsets me and upsets me for a long time. People are tired of me saying this, but because it really does upset me, right? Yeah. How can you vote against, regardless if you're trying to get money from a settlement or what finance, how can you vote against school crossing guards and then take a million dollars for yourself? Figure that one out. Truth mm -hmm. is stranger than fiction, right? And here you go, Coach Mike, as I call him. Okay. Two Mercedes SUVs with taxpayers' money. Now, if he did a deal and was in business, even though I don't like him, most of the really good information I've gotten inside in life have been from people I despise. Because you take the emotion out of it and you say, oh, how does Scott make that sale? How does Scott make that business connection? No, Scott got this by stealing taxpayers' money, right? Right. It appears Bob Holtzclaw. Yeah, I'll get your reaction. Then we'll go to Bob Holtzclaw as he ties in uh, Voights in the TCA. And then we're going to get into the nuts and bolts because you have some really phenomenal insight into this. Nobody else could have. Well, What's your overall reaction before we go to Bob? The whole idea of us seeing the video of this city council meeting is, like you said, you have this mutual disgust and hatred of how they literally misuse and abuse our taxpayer dollars under the guise of caring about the people. And my question is, Josh, are these people truly governing? Is this the kind of people you want to govern us? <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, I haven't heard one word about what we're going to do in the next two years, how we're going to plan to make Lake Forest better. I love Lake Forest doesn't mean that. It, it's a nice slogan. It's a good photo op. So my concern is, as we delve into, like, for example, horse racing, true crimes, look at all the people on the governing boards. They're all corrupt. I'm sorry. They may be your neighbor. They may go to church with you or synagogue. They may be a friend at a cocktail party. They're corrupt. And you're going to say, well, Josh, he's really a nice man. He's a nice guy. He's very funny. And I like him. Yeah, but he's corrupt. <laughs> what? I would never say that because it's not my business to say anything. That's what happens with people. They get shut down. They get intimidated when you know perfectly well your neighbor's a crook. And now this guy, and from what I can see and what I've read, this dog pulls him out of the wheelchair. Right. Claims that the, the concrete with the pictures caused him to fall out. The wife said, I saw it, broke his fibula. Okay. Where are the witnesses? There are no witnesses. Other than his wife. Other than his wife. And we'll no. get deep into that. Let's okay. like, like get Bob, but we'll get deep into that because okay. it begs the question, why aren't there any witnesses 
and why the city attorney giving signals didn't defend the people a little bit better. Uh, you know, let's put it, let's put it on here. Okay. Who is this now? This is Bob Holstlaw. Bob Holstlaw, okay. Uh, military man. He got into real estate. He's going to talk about the TCA. Uh, him and I served on the 4th of July committee. Okay. He's a real patriot type guy, very informed. And uh, really gets into the nuts and bolts and details of the corruption and the corrupt in the TCA. Remember, these are toll roads. Right. These are bonds that they're paying. Um, you know, the stockbroker gives voice uh, campaign contribution, then vote, voice, votes on the TCA to do. Uh, 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 the only word that comes to my mouth is bullshit. That's a bullshit uh, bonds sale. So the broker gets a hundred times more than the campaign contribution to voice. Mm. That's how the racket works, mm. right? And then the racketeering, right? Because these political action nonprofits are developers who are getting developer fees when voice and all these people rule as the judge in their favor, right? So it was racketeering for State Farm. It was State Farm who had a case and through a political nonprofit paid campaign contributions to the judge in the case. Hmm. So this case to a political nonprofit, the Lincoln Club. So Toll Brothers gives Lincoln Club the money. Lincoln Club gives Voights the money, right? And that's why it's racketeering. Hmm. Toll Brothers to Lincoln Club to Scott Voigt's, mm -hmm. the guy in the wheelchair. That's how the racket, racket team works by law. Here's Bobby Holtzclaw. Let me know your reaction, and then we'll get to the nuts and bolts of the, we'll close with the nuts and bolts of the podcast. Okay. The handout I just passed out is a critical report of the TCA by the grand jury. The TCA has spent $28 billion on a $2.8 billion road. Lake Forest residents have paid uh, in tolls $64 million, and the TCA has squandered every penny of it. The TCA has spent $10.6 million in donations uh, to elect uh, politicians and lobbyists. Why would an honest agency pay that kind of money just to stay in business. You'll have to ask yourself that. Do residents know that they're paying uh, developer fees that uh, is passed on to them when they buy a new home? I bet a lot of those people don't even use the toll roads and they're still being fleeced. <laughs> I have uh, personally watched and attended uh, quite a few TCA meetings. And when Mayor Voigt's boss, Yes. Just to add, that's racketeering I just described. Mafioso, five families, Stevie Wynn. Don Wagner makes a motion. Your voice always supports it and votes for it. Some people might think that's a conflict of interest. But hey, what's a little conflict of interest when you're talking about an uh, agency that's $4.7 billion in debt and will be $11 billion if they ever pay this off? Mayor Voigt's, at the next TCA meeting, we want you to do something that you've never done before, and that's represent the residents and voters of this city. 
We want you to make a motion to agree to the grand jury recommendations. One, the, the TCA should follow the grand jury recommendations and implement a plan in writing to pay off the debt by 2040, it should be 2030, and must uh, make the toll roads free to the public. Two, the TCA should not expand its mandate past the Oso Parkway in writing. Not that we don't. Your reaction. Okay, so TCA stands for the Transportation Corridor Agencies. All Got right? it. It's government, 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 and government. It's the roads, it's the highways, it's Caltrans. Can you say government one more time? Let's say government one more time. Then why are these all right-wing rhinos? I don't know that's if that's all true or not. That's a comment on yours. That's editorial comment. We'll pass on well, that. Don Wagner, right? Republican. Todd Spitzer, Republican. I'm saying they're Republican in name only okay. because they're I'll running a, a, a rhinos. I'll grant you that. They've been corrupted. This is the problem. Whether Republican, Democrat, liberal, independent, green, orange. Whatever. The problem is... Flint is run by Democrats. Well, of course. Now, when, when Bob Huslaw talks about that, he talks about the TCA. I remember when it first came out years and years and years ago. Highway 73 was one of the first, right? Because I come from San Diego up to Los Angeles. Many times I'll take 73 bypass right. to uh, get up to Long Beach on LA. Okay, at the time it was costing me, literally, Josh, I think two bucks a month. It was like two bucks a month to bypass the freeway traffic on 405. You got it. I'll do it. Well, now it's substantial. And it's like his point is well taken. They raised God, billions of dollars. All of a sudden, they spread this whole uh, network of these things all over Southern California. Well, where's the money going? There's no there's no infrastructure for you to have a thing in your car that goes beep, beep, and you pass through your bill, you know, $9.75 for driving, what, three miles, four miles? So he makes a very valid point. And the point we're trying to make, <laughs> I hope it's clear. We're not trying. Remember, we it's, it's know each other for 10 years. You can't be half pregnant. You're either going to yeah. do something or you're not. So we're not trying. Yeah, this is what we're doing. It's corruption. And who, who, someone says, well, what if I, what if I stand up, Coach Mike? Will they come after me? They might. We mean retaliate? They might. Are you willing are you willing to die for your country? Are you willing to die for what you believe? The answer is yes or no. And you have to answer that. I can't. I'm getting to a place in my life where I can't believe anything anybody says anymore because they say, well, look at all the facts. Look at all the data. Who's providing the facts and the data? They're all corrupt. And it's all corrupted. Uh, well, you, you, well, the pandemic, it, uh, the SHIT the has hit the fan. <laughs> They're noticing all these millions of dollars and none of their favorite nurses getting nurses, getting uh, not even a mask, right? Uh, now their daycare, they used to be 60. They're getting nailed with inflation. Now they're paying more attention to it. You don't pay attention to politics. Politics is definitely going to pay attention to you. Correct. Right? Correct. And again, your kid's not going to have a buffer against a sexual predator and your child care is going to be 10 times more because you're not putting a stop to the Scott voices of the world. So we'll quickly get into the weeds 
of this lawsuit and break okay. it down. Uh, why? Three questions. Why in your ADA expert? Why are you an ADA expert? Because for the last maybe 10 years that I've known you, you've consistently gotten transactions and deposits in your bank account attributed to ADA successfully, referrals and on, on and on and on. Three questions and then we'll close. Why didn't you seem to, right, two things, right? Number one, why didn't Mal bring witnesses um, to this case? Why uh, is he colluding with Scott Boyce from what you know and all we've talked about in your experience in education? Scott Boyce has said that he can't have sex. We don't, uh, can a guy who's immobile from the waist down have sex? You say, Josh, why is this relevant? because he put that in the lawsuit. So he took your money saying that because of this accident, he couldn't have sex with his wife where it seems like it's obvious he never could have sex. And this has been a known fact about Scott Boyce from the get-go. From the get-go. Right? And number three, uh, reading it, what, what's popping out at you, right? As deception and maybe the city attorney shouldn't know. Okay. First, how I got into this business was really a fluke and very serendipitous, all right? I had a client, Craig Thompson was a contractor, doing some consulting with him in the construction trade. And one day he just said, hey, Mike, we need to look into this ADA. All I know about ADA is my wife's disabled. She has severe crippling rheumatoid arthritis. Beyond that, I don't understand how it translates into business. I hadn't really put those two together. This is 17 years ago. Right. 17 years ago, I started digging, started investigating. Now, 17 years ago, Josh, we didn't have all the social media we have today. We didn't have all the huge cell phone work. We didn't have all the media, uh, the websites. In other words, the ADA business was an underground business, and it was very hush-hush. There was only a handful of people involved in California. And finally, I got a hold of some guy. He was a contractor. He got involved in ADA. He taught us the ropes, and we launched. Okay. When I got into the ADA initially, Greg and I said, we really want to come alongside the business owner to be an advocate for them, to help them. Within about three to four years, we became a rotting tooth in the back of your head that right. nobody wanted to deal with until the pain was so great, you had to go to the dentist, have it extracted. That's what we were, we, literally, we smelled literally. a rotten pussy dying tooth and people disdained us. And I said to Craig, if that's our mission is to help people understand they're going to be sued for this law, then we have to be a little more persistent. And I can be persistent. So I started working with uh, a couple, three different attorneys. And I told Craig one day, I said, I think attorneys are our clients. I don't think the individual business owners are per se. They'll contact us. We need to go through the attorney. Now, when you mentioned this, this lawsuit and you said it to me, I I, went, I remember Tom Wheeler, I went back to our conversation up in the restaurant, and it's like, I, you know, have you ever have a day? Yeah, some guy in a wheelchair is going to sue you for a million dollars. Prophetic. Yeah. We didn't know how yeah. prophetic those words would be. Or pathetic, but you're right. And so I'm thinking about our time, and it was Dana Point, the restaurant, and we right. talked about ADA, talk about building principles, Jason, Jason James does parks, recreation, does schools. And it was like, it all came back. It all flooded back to me. 
And I said, I'm, so I'm reading through this lawsuit. I'm thinking, okay, okay, hold on. I see the cement. And this is important for our viewers and listeners to know. If there are upheavals in the cement, a quarter inch, maybe half inch, can it dump somebody out of a wheelchair? I suppose it can. Yes, I, I suppose it can. Especially now, if the wife is pushing from behind. <laughs> well, this is the other thing. I was behind Scott watching him and he hit this thing and boom, fell over and broke his leg. Why didn't you reach your hand out to help the guy out? Oh, he sh I hurried and got him and I got him back in the chair and we got home. And then we realized his leg was broken. Okay, nobody saw this. Nobody saw this. Why not call the ambulance from the park? Versus the house? Well, there you go. That that's this is this is this is like ambulance chasing. So all of a sudden, out of the blue, this guy's going to sue the city of Lake Forest, and he says, "Well, it has to be ADA compliant or whatever." Well, he makes a point. There's a sign there that says "accessible route." Accessible right. means the cement is basically smooth. He makes a valid point. I don't dismiss that. It also talks about this was a sidewalk slash a trail, a path around the park, which is supposed to be ADA compliant. We talked about Tom Wheeler about cement. <laughs> I remember this. And I said, you probably have 25, 30, 50 places that need cement correction, because if you don't, those are not only trip hazard falls, but they're also ADA violations. You, you should look at it. So as I'm reading through this thing and I see there's a CASP inspector here, okay? Jason James, building principals, our friend, our resource. And she says, yeah, basically the city is totally and completely at fault. So you have an open and shut case with two experts, no witnesses. Slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. Here's the money. Bye. Something's wrong here. I can't put my finger on it. But I'll tell you one thing that's wrong, Josh. I don't see, I don't see how they could get this case filed and there's been there's been no pushback. There's been no rebuttal there's been no questions asked there's been no quote-unquote discovery no rebuttal the, the no job rebuttal. of the city attorney or whoever is to rebuttal for us yeah yeah so as a taxpayer in lake forest i'm thinking how much money did we just pay 550 or 600 thousand dollars that's a million because you got a workers comp case got a workers uh, the lawyer's fee which were 200,000 to not do a rebuttal right Here's another situation. Okay, you're disabled. And you talked about this earlier. So if you're disabled, if you're a paraplegic, disabled from the waist down, and I'm not an expert on this, but I've had a lot of testimony, heard a lot of people. If you don't have any movement from your waist on down, you don't have any action in your, uh, you know, love tool chest, okay? It's gone. It's because your spinal cord has been cut off. I mean, you can hit me in the leg with a hammer. I'm not going to feel it. But I'm not going to, as a man, I'm not going to get fired up when I see a woman. It doesn't work. My right. So for him to put this in, it's a bit disingenuous, to be honest. Right. The board is on lying, right. in my humble opinion. I think it is lying. I don't think, I think it crosses the border to lying. And you look at his experience, you know, he's been, he's paid settlements for fraud. He's lying about his original injuries, right? The construction answer when he was working for Miguel, the illegal uh, alien, right? So it's a pattern of lying that includes this. But this is more than lying. This is perjury. And this is subordination of perjury by the city attorney. They both need to be 
put in jail and they need to be charged with perjury and subordination of uh, perjury. Right? Mm -hmm. right? I, I think there you could make a case if an attorney would want to investigate this because this looks like something's fishy. You know how you look at something and you say something's wrong with that picture? You can't put your finger on it, but you just, it stinks. And this thing stinks. Yeah, he, uh, everybody has to pay their money back. Remember, this is a law firm, BBK, from Russo, our friend Russo, and the city of oh, wow. Bell. So now you know why a thousand horses have died in the last five years in the horse racing industry. Yeah. Is horse racing, true crime. George Navarro has had 200 horses die. Bob Baffert, of all people, 76. And now we've given you more insight into corruption, into the corrupt, into racketeering. Before we hit you with Winston Churchill, final thoughts, Mike Christianese. So if you look at what goes on in America today, whether it's New York or Florida or Texas or Michigan, or California or Vermont or Iowa, you have to ask yourself, where are the good people that get into politics? Well, A, they're silenced. And B, B the ones that get into politics become corrupt because they say, Wait, you mean I can make all this money if I just vote for this? Yeah, that's what I got to do, just vote for it. So they do, and they compromise their morals. They compromise a lot of their convictions. Well, I'm serving the people. No, you're not. You're, no, you're not serving the people. I don't want you governing for me. I want you to govern from what you consider to be moral and just and right. And I think in America today, that's just about gone. I, it's a sad commentary. I, I'm not a fatalist, but unless and I've used this term advisedly, unless God intervenes and makes some changes in people's hearts and lives and people get arrested and go to prison or people get taken out, uh, we're, we're on a very slippery slope downward. No, and it's people realizing that local political corruption is not a victimless crime. And guys like Scott Voigt, just because you see him in a wheelchair, you can't give him a pass. Someone's like in Florida. Anna, my wife, has a good point. Just because somebody looks sweet and old doesn't mean they're good. That person could have killed 15 people when they were young. Now they look like a sweet old old lady. One point I, I want to um, clear up about, oh, man, I get involved with local politics. I'm going to get killed. They will attack you. They will say nasty things about you. But 99 people that like to kill, people who kill like to kill. Right? Mm -hmm. And as long is you stay in your lane and focus on public information, things that are public records, right. things that are clear, obvious, and compelling. You have enough and to make a difference because the real elite, Hillary Clinton, all right, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Belinda Stronich, Donald Trump, it's not walking through that door, all right? Uh, Bosserman, whoever, they're not walking through the door. Much less information that hasn't been in the news secretive. None of that. That's way over our heads. But like Michelle told you, if you want a chance at the state you're in, 
you got to take care of local first. And you can get the basics done, like have a buffer for your elementary school kid from the kid, which you should have with mates and teach them self-defense anyway. Don't have them rely on anybody for their safety, but at least have a school guard. Like we say, probability theory, right? The more variables you eliminate, you get closer to the result. So a school crossing guard reduces the chances of children getting snagged by sexual trafficking recruiters. If you pay $60 for after school care like Lake Forest did versus 600 means it reduces the chances for middle-class families to get divorced, to go through financial stress, Right. And again, sex trafficking again. You reduce lash care. You reduce a lot of the, you increase the employment rate because more women can get back to work. Right? Right. So that's what you can do. And in my humble opinion, and I'll ask you this question for uh Winston Churchill. I think it's a, a noble, valid, functional, realistic task you can make a difference with within local politics. What do you think, Mike Christmas? Well, I it would I concur. I second that emotion <laughs> or second. Right. Uh, I also would encourage our listeners and viewers, literally go to your city council and go to a meeting. You don't just say anything, don't sign up, just go and sit and listen and watch. Be an observer, take notes and pay attention to what people are talking about at the meeting. Generally, they publish uh, some kind of agenda before the meeting. You can download it, you can read it, you can get it. And on there, this happened to one of the people you and I happen to know in common, a guy named Matthew. Matthew took him to a city council meeting, right, in Escondido here. Smart guy. We're sitting there in the Escondido city council meeting, and guess what they're talking about? The property right across the street from his home. He literally perked up for 15 minutes and said, "That, that I... I said, well, how come you're not saying anything? Next time you come to the meeting, sign and say something. He said, well, I think I better. I said, you you better. Only because it hit so close to home, it surprised him. It shocked him. So I encourage our listeners and our viewers, go to a city council meeting. And if you don't know anybody, stop by and introduce yourself. And say, hey, I want to ask you a couple of questions. And they'll be surprised, but they'll say, come on in. And sit down and talk. And you can talk to somebody. Next thing you know, you learn how they communicate, what they talk about. You hear, you kind of hear how much of a politician they are or how honest they are. Uh, and it, it is eye-opening. And it is grassroots politics. It is American democracy. Right. And if you don't get involved in politics, politics will get involved in you. you. And yes. uh, Mike Presidency and I are old, so we are prefer... <laughs> We prefer uh, to give than to get. It's a business decision. You always get 10 times more by giving than getting. And Winston Churchill got us to World War II. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcasting Network.